Hey there, Adam and Andy Stans. Uh, today, uh, we wanted to share with you the episode that started it all. See, my co-host Sarah and I have been doing a show since 2016 called The Feminine Mistake Podcast, um, and we watch uh, films and TV shows, and we talk about uh, women's roles and film and TV and how women are written. And so we've been doing the show for a long time, and most recently on that show, we did... Uh, Palm Springs, which stars Andy Samberg and Kristen uh, Meliodi. And uh, we totally fangirled <laughs> while we were doing that show. Also, I've been um, watching a lot of Adam Driver films and talking about them on the show as well. And it just kind of led us to this place where we decided to start this podcast. So uh, here it is. Uh, this is the episode of the Feminine Mistake podcast where we came up with the Adam and Andy podcast. Um, also, the other reason I wanted to put this show up is because uh, we are in the process of recording our first episode where we've watched, watched, we're watching a film, which uh, if you listen to our first episode, uh, which came out uh, that preview episode, we uh, determined that the first movie we'd be watching is That's My Boy, uh, which is a Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg flick. So in the meantime, while we're watching that and recording that, uh, I wanted you guys to have a chance to listen to this episode because since we've already done Prom Springs on a different show, uh, it is not likely that we will come back to this film unless this podcast goes on for years and years. So enjoy this episode uh, uh, all about uh, our feelings about the movie Palm Springs uh, starring uh, Andy Samberg. Uh, I, I'm, I probably talk about Adam Driver, so you'll get a little bit of Adam Driver in there too. Um, uh, consider it a backdoor episode to the Adam and Andy podcast. Um, insert your backdoor jokes here. So uh, before we get to the show, uh, did a couple things I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, first of all, we do have the socials. Uh, so, uh, so follow us on the social medias. Uh, interact with us. Tell us what you think of the show. Uh, give us your suggestions for any uh, Andy Samberg or Adam Driver movies that you would like us to tackle or TV shows or digital shorts or what have you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy podcast. Uh, so that's uh, Adam and with the word and written out Andy podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy Pod, <laughs> which I know is a little weird. Uh, at Adam and uh, at Adam Andy Pod, all one sort of one word uh, on Twitter. Also, we now are up on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, so you can subscribe. Uh, perhaps uh, if you are so inclined to leave us a review or tell a friend, uh, that would be cool. So uh, in the meantime, here you go. Here is our Palm Springs episode. This is actually a two-parter. So this week I'm putting up part one, and then uh, next week will be the grand finale. Uh, so here we go, uh, Sarah and I on the Feminine Mistake podcast talking about... Palm Springs. Wow, it's just us, just us today. Wow, How was your so day? I just want to talk to you about your day. So your okay. dad's making like empanadas, but with yes, like, with with actual show, 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 sugar. Yes, in quarantine, he has made some sweets. Yeah, and I've asked him not to. And he still makes them because my my brother is um he's eating sugar. He is. Yeah. But I'm but your not. dad's not. He's not, but he will cheat when he makes this stuff. Oh, okay. And I a few times have cheat cheated as well, but I always okay. feel worse. 
Yeah. Like, it always makes me feel blah. Yeah. Um, but so earlier today, I w- woke up, you know, when, when I usually do at five. Mm-hmm. Um, Ugh, that's insane. On the weekend? Yes. I can't get myself <laughs> out of bed before 10 a.m. Like, I, it's since quarantine has started, I, I wake up at like 8.39 and then I lay in bed reading on my phone until 10 a.m. Anyway, please yeah. continue. Well, I, I, I w- 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 woke up at five and read on my phone until like six. And um, then I wrote and then I got dressed and went to the Atlanta Botanical Garden with one of my friends from work. So you left your house today. I left my house. Yes. We, we I'm wore, so impressed and we pleased wore masks. for you. And we didn't yes. t- touch anything. And we went when it the place opened at nine. Yeah. So it wasn't and too busy. We only stayed for an hour. And then there mm-hmm. were more people that started coming. And a lot of them were not wearing masks. We mm-hmm. left. Everyone wear your mask. Okay. This wear is a podcast mask. that believes in masks and science. We should and if you're not wearing a mask to incur- cur- encourage them. Well, that would make our audio not <laughs> as good. Kidding. But I know. Um, if you, unless you're doing a remotely recorded podcast, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this while looking into the camera. If you're not wearing a mask in public, fuck you. Like seriously, fuck you. Like fuck you. Like it, I am in. This is why I'm trapped in my house. It's because of you. If you're not wearing a mask, wear a Other mask. Places like my, my my friend is Chinese, and so her whole family is in Beijing, mm-hmm. and. And they're probably like these Americans. What the fuck? They're living their life as usual. Everyone is going to work. Everyone is going out. Everyone is doing everything, but they're all wearing masks. And they're not fucking. I I can't even. I just can't even with this. Like Americans need to get their shit together. Put the mask on. If for six to eight weeks we wore masks and then afterwards, of course, you'd have to continue to wear them. Like get with live with it. This is the situation we're in. I wouldn't have to be trapped in my fucking house every day. I can't wait to talk about how this movie really, really felt very relatable to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am trapped in my fucking house every day because you goddamn people will not wear masks because, oh, it's oh, it, it's uncomfortable and it's sweaty and I don't like it and you can't see my face. And like, and it's the not only proven people that le- it helps. It is. And legitimately, the only people who have a complaint about it, like impairing their ability to function are there are people who read lips who are hard of hearing who like you know they have difficulty communicating because people are wearing masks and they can't read lips legitimate complaint for real yeah if you're just a but- person if you're a person uh, not the okay let me back this up if you're a person who is not hard of hearing and otherwise you're healthy you know, uh, like there's no reason not to say the people that are hard of hearing aren't healthy, but I know there are, I feel like there are some medical conditions where it might be difficult to wear a mask, but the overwhelming majority of Americans should be wearing a mask. And if you're not uh, fuck you, that's, mm-hmm. I, that's my, that let me, that's my PSA. Fuck you with something hard uh, and sandpapery as yes. that video. Let me bar, 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 bar borrow that top that we watched remember let me borrow that top oh <laughs> let me borrow that top yeah <laughs> one of our recordings that I never released because I couldn't figure out how to get stuff on YouTube without getting pulled it pulled down um but that was yeah. in the past one day we'll release that horse girl rewatch or watch along or whatever the fuck that was um welcome to the feminine mistake podcast 
a podcast where we believe in science. Yes. Science is important. It is. Uh, It is a podcast where we watch films. Uh, Your favorite films. New films, maybe. Films that are uh, crushing it on Hulu right now. So Uh, new. So fresh. So new. So fresh. We also watch movies from the past. But this time we're watching Mm -hmm. one that's new. Uh, And we talk about how uh, we talk about the female characters in them, uh, how women are written, portrayed. And I only want to talk about Andy Samberg today. I'm just kidding. Okay, so this is a podcast about Andy Samberg. I'll Uh, cover Andy Samberg. You can cover Kristen Milioti. We have switched the focus of this podcast. It's now called the Feminine Andy Samberg Podcast. Yes. That is the new name of this podcast. Yes. That's all we're going to be talking about from now on. We're only watching Andy Samberg properties from now on. And Adam Dry. 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 And Adam Dry. It's the Adam and Andy podcast. (laughs) Please. Let's start it. Um, Did we just come up with a new podcast idea? Because I think we did. I am. Don't tempt me, Sarah. I'm stuck in quarantine. And I can't do anything but podcast or do stuff over Zoom or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, I I am not above starting a new podcast. Don't tempt me. I will. I will do Sorry. it. Are you serious? We could create a podcast where I watch nothing but Andy Samberg and Adam Driver movies and we talk about them? <laughs> yes. Fuck off. I would do that in a second. Okay. Me too. Uh, before, so today's film that we're going to be talking about is Palm Springs. Brand new movie. Woo! Mm-hmm. Jazz Yay. hands. Uh, Palm Springs uh, just came out uh, hot off the... Super hot. Super hot. Uh, of course, this is going to be coming out next week, soon. Is it August yet? What the fuck time is it? It's almost yeah. August. It'll be coming out the first week in August. Um, and it is on Hulu. You can stream it right now. Um, and uh, it, uh, it, it actually, fun fact, was one of the most expect like in in the sense of how much money was paid for this movie when it was picked up at Sundance the, the distribution deal one of the one of the highest selling like largest biggest numbers in terms of how much they paid for this movie uh when it was bought at Sundance um yeah so all you indie filmmakers out there they're they, they're t- they, we've heard that making an indie film and going to Sundance and, and and waiting for Hollywood to pick you is not uh, not a viable option anymore. But it is apparently if you have Andy Samberg in your movie. So all you have to do is have Andy Samberg and, you know, uh, J.K. Simmons. It has whimsy. It's I know. Whimsical. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just saying like this is a it's an indie movie quotation marks. But it's got a pretty powerhouse cast. Yeah. We will get to that movie in a second. But first, Sarah. Yes. What have you been watching? What depressing okay. true crime oh, documentary are you going to present us with that. today? <laughs> I stopped that. After you told me to stop, I stopped. I, I think it's best for your mental health that you do. Yes. Yes. Um, what did I, what have I seen? Um, well, I know one oh. thing that we watched together. Yes. We oh, watched right. what we do in um, the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Yes. The film. The film, not the show, although I will yeah. watch the show. Did you watch the show after we not watched yet. the movie? Okay. Not yet. You you, were, you had something. I see you gasping. Tell no, me. My, Please let my, me know. My, my, my parents had seen the show, but hadn't mm-hmm. seen the movie. So did you so guys watch I, the movie? They haven't yet, and I haven't okay. watched the show, but we like 
So they love the show. Yeah. And I lo- lo- love the mo- mo- movie. I actually, so in my, in our house, we hiss at each, each other. We do. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing when yeah. we pass. Mm-hmm. And I did, did that yesterday to my dad. And he was like, hey, they they do that on what we do in the sha- 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 sh- shadows, too. Oh, that's cute. Your family yeah. is adorable. <laughs> um, we had a socially distant hang where we yes. went for walks. We were wearing masks, America. Uh, we wore masks. We went for a walk. And then uh, we sat in this garage office. Uh, which is sep- separate-ish from the rest of my house. We have a whole AC system just for this. Uh, we sat six feet apart with our masks on and watched what we do in the shadows, and it was delightful. It was weeks ago. It was like a. It was for your birthday, right? Yeah, July fifth so birthday. By the way, uh, yeah. so on Sarah's birthday, we had a socially distant hang. We watched what we do in the shadows. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know we're very late to the party on this. Like a lot of people have already seen this movie, um, but I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, I'm a big fan of those guys. I love all the stuff that they do. Um, you know, I love Flight of the Concords. Uh, obviously, I love Thor Ragnarok. Um, you know, I am going to butcher this gentleman's name. Uh, let me just look up him real quick so that I can have I, I every time I say his name, I say it differently. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, uh, Sarah, uh, privately amongst the two of us. But every time I say his name, I say it differently. Hmm. I think it's I Taika Watiki, right? That's maybe mm-hmm. how you say it. Taika yeah. Uh, yes, Taika Watiti. He's adorable. Love that guy. Um, yeah. kind of have a crush on him now after seeing that movie. Mm-hmm. He is so adorable. Uh, that scene where he's talking about his like long lost love, and he has mm-hmm. that like he prints out that photo of her and puts it on the coffin, and then mm-hmm. closes the coffin and then jerks off is like yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie. I love the werewolves. Like the yes. broy werewolf pack, like of course werewolves would be bros. Um, it actually, and I remember us when we were watching the, that movie, thinking about ta- saying like, "Man, I'd like to make something like this, but with like women, like obviously because there's yeah. like hardly any women in that movie, which is like fine. I'm not saying like that is like I'm not wagging my finger at the movie about that, but I did feel like wow, I'd love to see something like this. Uh, I do. There is there are female characters in the show, I believe. I don't know. You don't know. Anyway, I know. I think one of them, one of the main leads is female. Not that there, there was a woman in the movie. She was the, uh, like the, hu- hu- the human, human who wanted to be a, a vampire. Right. The servanty kind of person mm-hmm. who did all his dry cleaning the, uh, and all that fam- stuff. Familiar. Yes. Which my understanding of a familiar is that it's an animal. Mm-hmm. I guess I, and you know, that's yeah. how and they use it on Sabrina. Too. Yeah. So I was a little confused about that, but that's fine. I kind of accepted whatever lore they were going to hand me. Mm-hmm. But uh, what we can do in the shadows was very funny and I enjoyed watching it with you. I laughed a lot. So that was a good I one. I keep yawning. Sorry. You got, hey, we got a long, we got to get through this movie, girl. I'm not tired. I'm we got to get through this part. movie. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even begun to dig into it yet. Uh, is there anything that you've been watching? So I watched the entire series of pose the first two seasons and Why? i watched dear white p p p people the first three seasons wow so mm-hmm. what'd you think that's a I lot of, both of them content yeah. that, that's a lot yeah, of i watched them in a few days 
because I just spent like a few days. Yeah. Um, the first season of Dear White People is excellent mm-hmm. at like n- on the edge of your seat, mm-hmm. laughing, mm-hmm. Um, cringing, mm-hmm. gasping. Mm-hmm. Second season. You know, there's an indie film as well. Oh, I, 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 I didn't yeah. know. I believe. Um, yeah. Second season is not as strong, but still good. Mm-hmm. And third season is um, the weakest, but okay. still, but still, still good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but cool. it's, it's a, a really good show. You should see it. Excellent. Um, and Pose, of course, is fantastic. fabulous. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah. Very good. Um, I, Billy I, poor, I, poor Porter just... God. He's so good. Uh, he is and there was like, incredible. There was one episode where it was they they were at like um it was a a benefit show for AIDS mm-hmm. and it, it like the entire episode was just like all of them sis, 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 singing one right or right or right after the other like they all oh. had great vo- 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 voices. It was and they had wow. a Pat Patty Lapone that se- se- season was a character of and course. she like busted out one of those old mm-hmm. songs and she's like, like broadway yeah. royalty yes <laughs> um awesome well i'm glad that you've pulled yourself out of the tr- look i love true crime we all love true crime but i'm glad that you pulled yourself out of the true crime hole like the very because i feel like you were you it wasn't just true crime like you had gone deep and deep. dark deep like deep and dark and yes. like you've come out and now you're you're enjoying some narrative programming yes. Yes. And I'm happy for you. I think that's a good step. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so some wrecks. Those of you guys that are stuck in quarantine, uh, some stuff that you may have already seen, but we didn't, and we're just working our way through it. Pose, dear white people, uh, what we do in the shadows. If you're watching the TV show and you haven't seen the movie, go back and check out the movie. It's very funny. Yeah, uh, charming. I would say charming is a is a charming. good way to describe it. Like unnervingly char charming. Unnervingly charming. That should go on the poster. Yes. <laughs> uh speaking of charming. Oh. Should yeah. we talk about this this week's movie? Yes. Okay. So uh this uh or this month's movie, we're gonna be talking about it this month, uh Palm Springs. Written by Max Barbacow. Barbacow. And uh, written by Andy Sierra, 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 Sierra. He's not going to come after us. Uh, I do know in looking up their filmographies that they are pretty new. Uh, And I'd like to talk a little bit more at length about that. Perhaps I'm going to write that down to work that in because I do think there's something really interesting about the release of this movie and the Hmm. time that it came out. Uh, that relates to these two uh, gentlemen who wrote it. Um, but largely unknown, you might say. they. It's not that they are completely unknown. They're uh, Andy, the writer, is a staff writer on a show. Um, in fact, since I have his fucking IMDb page up, let's just... Yeah. So he's a staff writer on a show that I don't watch, Lodge 49. So Never it's not it. like they're not complete. No, they're not like us. Nobodies is what I'm saying. Yeah. But they are generally nobodies uh, for mm-hmm. a movie that Hulu says is one of their is like their most watched premiere film on Hulu. Like this movie 
came out and like literally everyone is watching it. Well, that trait, trait, trait really, really, really yeah. sold it. Yeah, really and did. Nicole showed that to me, mm-hmm. sent it to me, and was like, "We should watch." Not for the show, but she was just like, "We should just in in general watch this." And I was like, "Yes, yes." So I guess let's we're in there. So we're talking. Let's we're talking about oh, our experience. Yeah. No, this is yeah. good. No, I mean like let's talk about our film. This is our portion where we talk. What was your experience with the film prior to the podcast? It is new, so we don't have any Brand experience. New. Brand yeah. new, brand fucking new. But I saw this trailer and it made me feel so good, so warm and fuzzy inside that I sent the trailer to Sarah and I was like, let's let's do this movie for the podcast this month. Um, so, uh, yeah, while we're here, let's talk about these guys are newbies, these filmmakers. They made this film. It went to Sundance. Like I said, they have enough credentials to get Andy Samberg and. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me sit that. Kristen Meliotti. Meliotti, who was in How I Met Your Mother and mm-hmm. some other stuff. And uh, J.K. Simmons, who mm-hmm. is wow. Um, and uh, Peter Gallagher is in this movie. There are a lot. Peter Gallagher played the father. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I remember when I thought he was so hot and now he's like some like dad. <laughs> some dads old can dad. be hot, Sarah. Dad, no, have you ever heard of a silver fox? He's not like just a dad. He's like an old, he's like an adult dad. He's like, he's not a daddy is what you're saying. He's a dad of an adult. <laughs> he's a dad of a dad is yes. what you're saying. Okay. Yes. Um. Anyways, but these guys are essentially newbies in the sense that they don't have a lot of credits, for, especially right like feature films. Um. They've got some shorts. I think they were not too far out of like they've, you know, they're relatively early in their careers. So you got these guys, they're sort of newish. This they make this movie, it goes to Sundance. It sells for more than most movies sell have ever sold for at Sundance. And then the fucking pandemic hits, right? So this mm. movie is not going to get a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. They did end up doing a little bit of a theater. They did end up releasing it at drive-ins. So it did get released at drive-ins and I think some small theaters. And it goes to Hulu and then becomes like the most watched fucking premiere movie on Hulu. What I here's what I think. There have been several movies recently. Indie like indie comedy is in jeopardy due to the fact that up until quarantine, all the movies that were getting all the buzz and that were dominating the box office were these big budget, like, you know, Marvel films and like Star Wars and big tentpole movies. Tenet, which is a Christopher Nolan movie, was supposed to be released the summer. It was it's been pushed back because Christopher Nolan doesn't want to release it online right uh i'm thinking specifically of movies like and of course these are films that were written and directed by women so that as a, a you know perhaps a pro, uh something that is a, uh unfortunately a disadvantage um for them because it's hard to be a woman in this business but book smart and late night which were two like indies indie movies that were like a buzz at sundance and all mm-hmm. and and all these indie film festival circuits it was like these movies are going to be a big hit book smart and late night right written by mm-hmm. uh, by many killing those movies essentially made no impact on the box office um and people the theory is that people just don't go to the theater to see indie comedy they go to the theater these movies are being overshadowed by these big tentpole movies mm-hmm. so here's yeah. what i think if this movie had come out and nothing to say that it's not great Booksmart is a great movie, right? Maybe we should do that on the show. That might be a fun one. Um, 
nothing to say that this isn't a great movie because it fucking is. Like, I know we're about to gush all over how good this movie is, right? Did I yeah. say that? That sounded way grosser than I meant it to. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for making that face so that I could hear in my head how gross it was. Um, we are about to very respectfully give praise to this movie. <laughs> Does that sound gross also? Very respectfully gush. We're about very respectfully gush very politely uh respectfully and politely uh i might be can you see how much i'm blushing right now like how red my face is jizz all over it i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) nicole (laughs) come on (laughs) i don't even know what i was saying um but i think if this movie had been released not in quarantine in the theater it probably would have gotten buried under tenant or whatever and a lot not a lot of people maybe would have seen it that's what i think so in a way the fact that quarantine happened and people are stuck in their houses and this movie was released on hulu and people are like holy fuck it's a new movie and i need to see a fucking new movie i can't watch sabrina again or stranger things or whatever the fuck people are watching i think that quarantine may have helped the release of this movie to be honest perhaps and the subject matter as well which we'll get into but I mean, that trailer, if, if anyone watched that trailer, like, I definitely, like, it piqued my I- in interest. Like, But enough for you to go out and buy a movie theater ticket to see Palm nothing Springs? Nothing does that. I'm just saying, by the time it came out on, on streaming, you probably would have forgotten about it. That's how these movies get buried. Yeah. Anyway. That's true. Um, so that's our little, di- that's my little diatribe about the state of indie film, okay. basically. Are we done? Um, Can I go? Yes, you were done. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Our diatribe is over. <laughs> uh, fuck. Let's get in. Let's get into talking about this movie, should we? Yes. The house is a mess, Jack. The kitchen is a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem so distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Palm Springs. Palm it fucking is Springs. Palm fucking Springs. It is the year 2020 and we are talking about Palm Springs. Uh, Sarah, I think it's safe to say that we both fucking love this movie, right? I did. I I, I, met, I messaged Nicole right when I saw it. I was like, I love it. We. Love I watched it. it twice. You watched it twice. Mm-hmm. My husband, Chris, who hasn't listened to this podcast in the four years that we're, we've been doing it and never will. Hates watching movies more than once. And we watched this movie twice. Wow. I know. That's high praise from him. Yes. So it was fucking great. God damn. Where should we start? Oh my gosh. How about Orchid Explosion by Fournier? (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my favorite jokes. My my favorite time he says it is when when he says, I know about you and what's his face? Abe. I know about you and Abe. And she goes, how? And he's like, well, can you say it again, Sarah? He's like, Orchid Explosion by Fonier. <laughs> he just like added, they always have to say, say, There's say that. Pause dramatically before he says by Fonier. Oh boy, that was a good joke. Um, what do you want to say about that? It is a very significant device yeah. that was used very well, I think, in this movie. Yes. It was one of those Chekhov's guns kind of yeah. situations. And like the way it was brought up really 
drew attention to it, but not in a like, oh, this is this is a Chet Chekhov's gun. You were just like, oh, that's weird. You know, you're well, kind of like to to really hit on that. I feel like we need to talk about that first scene at the wedding mm-hmm. because he uh, he zeroes in on her. Right. So first mm-hmm. of all, if you haven't seen this movie, I don't fucking know why you haven't. Go fucking watch it right now. Do it. Pause and watch. pause this shit right now. Go watch the movie. It's a movie about time travel. And very ground do- Groundhog Day like. Yes. It's very ground. But unlike Groundhog Day, the Andy Samberg's character, Niles, has been in the loop already for a long time. And mm-hmm. someone else joins him in the loop. Mm-hmm. And that's what the movie is about, right? Yeah. So Sarah, Sarah, this what? So at the in the first yeah. scene at the wedding, I know. Did you like that? But there was a yes. kid, I'm sure there's aren't there a lot of characters with <laughs> your name though. Sarahs, no one is yes. ever named Nicole. Anyway, um, Sarah, write me a movie that has my char- a name with my character, in it, my name. Okay, just do it for me. Okay, I will. Um, so at the wedding, he really like zeroes in on her, and like me and Chris immediately, and I think everybody picked up on the fact like he knows her already. Like when he says that speech, the wedding speech, where he's mm-hmm. talking about how you're not alone and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. We were like, he has spent probably years crafting that speech mm-hmm. just to get this woman into bed. Mm-hmm. Like immediately you can tell that he has been learning about her. I didn't know if they had slept together yet, but he was was obviously working on it. I don't know. Did you mm-hmm. get that sense? I did not get the sense that they had slept together. I got the sense that oh, he I was didn't, trying, I didn't know that, trying yes, he to was trying. Yes. yes. I didn't know if they had slept together, but I felt like he had been gathering intel, I yeah. should say. And yeah. part of that is that he knows exactly what the hairspray smells like. Yes. And so I feel like that's part of it. Yeah. And also, like, going back a little bit to the first scene where mm-hmm. he's with his girl, girl, girl girlfriend. And I they have could this talk really about this scene. Awkward sex. Forever. And, like, she's like, just, just, you, you, you can watch. And then he, like, is, like, jacking off. And she's like, shit. Oh, my God. Shit. Shit. Oh, my God. Shit. Oh, my God. Shit. And he's just, like, looking so miserable. That yes. jerking off scene went on forever. <laughs> yes. And I was just, like, I wanted to cry how awkward and sad it was the way that he's like they're having sex on first of all she's like fine we can do it but it has to be fast and I was like yeah yeah. it's bad's a bad sign and then they're like doing it on the dresser and she's like oh you're getting your sweat all over me and I was like I am so sad already like I feel so sad she's like I can't wait for for, forever I have to get you know she's like are are you done yet like awful look we've all said it haven't we have we haven't we? Haven't we? At least once. Sometimes you have things to do in the morning. Uh, but I've never, never had someone awkwardly jerk off next to me while no. I get ready for my day. No. Have you? Have you? Ooh. No. Uh, maybe. No. No. Oh? No. You sure? Not just in the shower. It's fine. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously him and his girlfriend don't have Niles and I don't remember what the fuck her name is. Blonde chick. Who was great. That actress was great. Yes. She had a thankless part. Thankless. Thankless, but important. Yes. Uh, they do not have a great relationship. Mm -mm. It seems like the spark 
if there ever was one, if there ever was one, has gone out. He, when he's laying on the bed looking miserable and he's like, will you please kill me? And she's like, yes. oh, you're so funny. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, this is <laughs> she's so awful. She's so awful. She's so awful. She's so awful. And she's like, it's not me because I've had older boyfriends before. Yeah. And he's like, it's yeah. definitely you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the initially this hair stuff I thought was just one of the clues that he had picked Mm -hmm. up over time but it ends up being really important later which I guess you know we will don't reveal the secret Uh, um I do want to get to that god I need to keep I keep writing things down that I forget I wanted I forgot I wanted to talk about um god there's just so much to cover in this movie but yeah I love the hairspray fucking hairspray was so great um we did okay we just talked about Niles and the girlfriend. Um, let's see. I want to talk about before we get further into this movie. Oh, you have something. You have no. something. You don't? No, I just, I just thought I just thought thought of something when I was thinking about their names. Oh, please do. What? And how her name is Sarah. It's so generic. It's so mm-hmm. like Sarah, and his name is Niles. She's mm-hmm. so like weird and like. And then it I was like, unusual what? name. It's, and she's not a, a manic pixie dream girl. No. She's He's not. She's not, which I appreciate because I think that it could have been like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, he's a bit of a manic pixie That's true what girl. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying that her name is Sarah. Yeah, and his name is Niles. But like, he's, he's not also, he's not there to fix her. That's, the th- I don't want to no. reduce it to that because a man yeah. who dream girl is one of those tropes where it's like this wild and dangerous person who wants to fix you. And neither of them are like that. They're just yeah, two true. lonely people. Yeah. Fuck. I just love them so much. I, I want them to get together and be happy forever. There's so many great lines in this that just God. like got me in the feels. In the feels. Yeah. Okay. And Andy's face. Did you like did you he did such a good job in this movie? He wasn't he just did. like a silly person. Mm-hmm. Like he really like felt things and it was just really oh, sorry. Who, okay, can we talk about this? Who gave Andy Sandberg the right to be this hot? Who gave him this movie? Who gave him the right to skip ahead to that scene where they have sex? And he's like looking at her. He's like, wait. And he looks at her. I'm just like, well, because he was about to tell her his secret. Was he? Yes. That's what I got the second time I watched it. So we'll let's circle back to that. But yes, that was all very hot. And I was like, who gave him the right to be this hot wearing those stupid boxer shorts under his swim trunks? Hot. Who gave who gave him the right? Uh, I just want to know who authorized that. I'm here for it, though. The person who authored the film. Well, I mean, you know, he's been low key hot since Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Since SNL. For me, when what? he got on SNL. Well, because the one that I hair. got. That I hair, love the though. hair. You okay, do? But when when you, I was like, in high like school. Teenage girl with that hair. When I was in high school, I loved guys with hair like that. I had a crush on a guy in high school with hair like that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I thought, I mean, he, he was, he, I always thought he was very funny, but I never found him to be like hot. Oh, he was hot for me. But least. I thought I, he was like low key hot in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But then this movie is just like, whoa, like what? And when he's Hello. shirtless. Hello. Hello. He's 41. Good for you, bro. Woo. Looking the way that you do. Um, yes. I certainly don't know that I would look quite like that shirtless. 
at my age at 40. Um, but I have different parts. Okay. Yes, you do. So um, here's what I want to talk about. Okay. Here's one of the reasons why I think this movie came out at the fucking perfect time for this movie okay. to come out. I think it goes without saying that this movie, besides being about time travel, feels like I watch this movie and I feel like these characters mm. being in quarantine. Mm. Chris and I talked about this, how every time they wake up, because of course each time the day resets, you mm-hmm. hear wake up and they, yeah. their eye opens, right? Yeah. And that is what it feels like to me every fucking day that I wake up in my house in quarantine. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like, I mean, so let's talk about Andy uh, and Niles's day, first of all. So Niles, interestingly, at least at the time we discover him, has decided to just kind of follow a pattern every day. The same pattern, yep. right? Yep. He gets up. He has unpleasant, awkward sex with his girlfriend. Why would he? Why? I mean, why, why, why wouldn't he? He's going to end the night having sex with somebody else. Ooh, is that why he can't come? Because he's so bored? Yes, okay, obviously. Cool. Yeah, he doesn't want to be with her, but it's part of the pattern. Yeah, it's probably what they did the first day that he got stuck there. She's the easiest person to have sex with. Honestly, I, Chris, and I were talking about this, and we think that he does it because the pattern is pre- predictable. Mm-hmm. When he does something outside the pattern, things probably go wrong. Yeah. So, or maybe he's, or maybe he's just given up and there's no point in trying to step outside of the way the day is supposed to go. Yeah. He said he gave up. So that's basically what he said. Yeah. So he gets up, he has awkward sex with his girlfriend. He gets into the pool. He gets hit on by the groomsman who he later, who at one time he has anal sex with which yeah i liked that that was one i like that I liked too that, i like that that was one of the things he did but that also he was like i liked it he put his penis in my butthole yeah he's like he's a nice guy yeah <laughs> also because i did when i watched the second time i didn't notice this the first time because i didn't know what their history was but when he's get when he gives him the beer the guy says you know uh anything can happen it's going to be a great day and he kind yeah. of gives him this like sort of suggestive look and then niles goes not today man <laughs> <laughs> like I, we're not doing that today Today is just any other day to, no he i think he means like it's not going to end with your oh, penis in my butthole today. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i took it to mean um so and then you know he goes through the rest of his day and he ends up at the wedding and and then i think the thing honestly my belief is that once he cracks the code on Sarah, I think that every night ends with him having sex with her. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah. And maybe it's not always out in... And the one thing that changed tonight when this movie starts is that Roy comes in and interrupts him and shoots him with the fucking arrow. Like, I think every night he's having sex with Sarah and then waking up with this girl that he hates. Mm Mm-hmm. But this time he got interrupted. Yeah. And so this might be skipping ahead too much, but like he, so they had sex a lot, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't develop thousands of times, but he doesn't have feelings for her until I don't, she stays. Do you you think he's always had feelings for her? I think he, I think he was already falling in. I think he was already falling in love with her. Why memorize all that stuff about her? To sleep with her? He doesn't need to know all that stuff. 
I don't think he. I I think he didn't develop feelings until after they they were staying together. Just knowing men who try to distance themselves and detach as much as possible, mm-hmm. it's hard to get get at them. So I think may, may, maybe subconsciously he let, let liked her, and that's why they slept to get 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 why together. Pick so much. her. The, here's what I'm gonna say. I think your point is valid, very valid. Like yes, I do think he's detached. Because what he's and when he when they're in the where they're having the campfire thing, which God, we got to talk about that when they take mushrooms and they're camping. He says that every feeling is fleeting, which, by Mm -hmm. the way, was so mean when he's like, you know, when they're talking, she's taught they're talking about miss if he he would miss her if she's gone. And he's basically like, like, I would care about me. I would miss you like I miss this beer being empty and I'm going to go grab another beer. And that was so, what yeah. a mean thing to say. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. he meant it that way. I think what he meant was he's gotten used to everything being temporary. So, yes, he's detached himself because he can have sex with her every night, but tomorrow she's not going to know who the remember. fuck he is. Mm-hmm. And he's got to start all over again. Yes. So, but here's what I'll say about that. Chris and I, before we knew, when we watched the movie the first time, before we knew that they had already slept together, we were from the beginning, we were like, oh, he wants to sleep with her, obviously, because he's been he's worked out this whole speech and all that. I thought he I, we we thought that he loved her before we knew that they had sex, like before that's revealed in the movie. Like when they're in the in the tent and they're having sex quotations for the first time to her knowledge, that's a whole thing we're going to have to unpack, by the way. <laughs> um, when, And he stops to look at her. We thought he was going to tell her that he loves her. Uh, that that that's what I thought too. Because, but I think watching it again, that I think he was going to tell her the truth that they had already slept together before. Oh, uh, because she was like, "Let's let's get it, o- get it over o- with. over with." Let's, yeah, but I do think that I think that he was already falling in love with her, but he had already decided that nothing was ever going to be permanent. He couldn't fall in love with somebody because they're never going to remember him. So I think there was some kind of distance there on purpose. What? I thought of this when we, we watched it. Not we. I'm sorry. When 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 I watched it again. When we um, emotionally watched it together separately. Yes. <laughs> so if he didn't want her to come with him, mm-hmm. why would he take her right next to the cave uh, right, no, on... why do we have sex with her right next to the magical cave exactly unless he subconsciously, subconsciously wanted her to come. and i think the reason that he brought roy to the cave was because he was lonely yeah and he didn't want to admit how lonely he was now he yeah. got more than he bargained for with roy yeah fuck uh yeah. but yeah i think he wanted her to be with him and that yeah he didn't want to admit it to him himself he didn't even want to admit it once they were trapped in there together yeah. He didn't want to admit it because he'd gotten so used to. I mean, let's look at his life before the 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 loop, the time loop. He's with he a girl remember. that well, no, but he's with a woman that doesn't love him. Yeah. And doesn't even really like him. Yeah. So nothing is really stuck for him even before. And now he's in a time loop where he's completely by himself. The only other person trapped in there with him is Roy, who keeps trying to murder him in the most painful way possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think that even if he did have feelings for her, he would be able to 
indulge in those feelings in any that's true conscious heart, way. Heartbreaking. So sad. He must have been yeah. so lonely. Yeah. Um, how long do you think he was in there before he met her? Well, when he says, uh, when he was like, I can't remember what I, I did before. Um, I was like, well, there's no way that he could have been in there for like 50 years because the the wedding is still present day. But it's a multiverse. Is it? That's, I think, what it is. I think he was trapped inside of the repeating multiverse. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, what you we would get from her whole quantum physics. Mm. Anyway... I think you, how like I, I here's okay so the there's no answer to this yeah so you think he wasn't in there for how long do you think he was in there for maybe like a few years a few years yeah. the screenwriter now there's no answer because it's not in the movie it's not explicitly stated but the screenwriter says that in his mind he was in there for 40 years okay that makes sense which but it doesn't make sense with the how people look at the the wedding because like it still looks like it's 2020 we don't know when present day is yeah time has no meaning when you're in a loop for them time is in 2020 i know things change so fast though in in our world right but even when they restarted the loop it would still be 2020 I mean, time yeah. is a concept we've all come up with. Right, right. what I'm saying, beings. if the loop started 40 years ago, it then it would It didn't start look... 40 years ago. It started in 2020. He's just been doing it for 40 years. Even Ugh. when it, so when it started over and he went to November 10th, the next day, it's still 2020. I see. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. But that would make sense. He doesn't remember his old life. Mm-hmm. And... He's tried to kill himself a bunch of times. He's been murdered by Roy a bunch of times. Yeah. I love that in early days, quotation mark, he's still wearing a suit to the wedding. Yes. But like, eventually he's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to stay in Hawaiian. my swim. Who cares? Hawaiian Who gives shirt. a shit? Yeah. He's completely given up. All right, let's go to your list. Well, oh, wait, I didn't of- finish the thought. Did I, that quarantine feels exactly like this? Like I wake yeah. up every day. Yeah. And it's like I said, I stay in my bed until 10 a.m. Because what's the point? That's literally I feel like Niles every day. Why get out of bed every day is the fucking same. Anyway, let's go to your list. I don't know. I feel the same way. Um, <laughs> it felt so, very relatable to me what Niles is going through. Like everything yeah. is every day is the same. I honestly didn't even think about quarantine at all when I was wa- watching this because I feel like like the first time I watched it, I was just taking in the plot and the characters just mm-hmm. like at face value. But then I watched it again and saw the the, the deeper subtext. And so yeah. one of the first things is there are people who accept their fate and people who don't. That's true. So I feel like Niles is someone who accepts his fate, mm-hmm. gives up, just follows. And then yeah. Sarah was like, I'm going to solve quantum mechanics so we can get the fuck out of here. I (laughs) love that. First of all, that was very unexpected for me. Like, I feel like it's rare in a movie where a female character is like, they're like, is like given the agency to solve the problem and to solve it with science. Yeah. Like, she's like, she's not like she goes through all the typical things that you think a person would go through, which Niles went through, 
She Mm -hmm. tries going home. She tries staying up until she can't stay up anymore. She tries doing different things to change her fate. She tries tries karma. She tries, by the way, what she does, her karma. Yeah. I love, I love that what she does is actually very selfish. Like to tell her sister what she did is not good karma. No. Later she does it right. But the first time what she did was not for karma. It was for her to unburden herself. Also, I loved how I, I noticed this the this, this, uh, second time when she was like, what if we need to commit acts of selflessness? And that's mm-hmm. something that in act- the actual Groundhog Day mo- movie, that was what got him out of the loop was right. being selfless. And so I love that they had that little like joke about like, yes, but what she did wasn't self selfless. No, I know. It yeah. was very selfish. Mm-hmm. But even when she does, uh, when the. Well, we can talk, we'll talk about the end, but I would argue that both of them commit acts of selflessness in the end. Mm -hmm. So let's hold, let's put a pin in that. But yes, I think that they do, whether or not that is what leads to them, the, them getting out of the time loop is up for debate. But I love that, you know, they went through all this. She tries to kill herself, all of these different things. And what ends up happening is that when her and Niles get into the fight, she's not like moping around. She's like getting down to business. She enrolls in a fucking class, <laughs> a fucking online physics class. She gets textbooks. She's zoom. She's doing conference calls with people. And she's at that diner every day until she solves the problem. How, what theory is going to get me out of here? She's like walking around with like a fucking meter, like metering, like figure, she's figuring that shit out. And then she goes back she to help him. She uses a goat for her experiment. She does. She sends the goat into the magical cave and blows up the goat. And the goat doesn't come back. So Chris, Chris's question was like, what happened to the goat? And I'm like, well, she said... Maybe we'll go to tomorrow. Maybe we'll go 20 years from now. Maybe we explode. So maybe the goat went 20 years into the future. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened to the goat. Or, but there was a line that she said when um, they were going to the cave for the very last time mm-hmm. when he was like, so where did the goat actually disappear? And she was like, well, it's too late for you to change your mind now. Yes. but So, so maybe the goat didn't even disappear. I don't know. I don't think she would have gone into the cave unless she believed that her theory was solid enough that she wasn't just blowing herself up. That's true. She wasn't trying to kill herself because yeah. if they had blown up, they would have just come back. to. They the... just would have woken up again. Yeah. yeah. So I think that 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 them blowing up probably wasn't likely because yeah. that they just would have started the loop over again. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that she became a fucking scientist. That was amazing. Yeah. And then I wonder, like, how long? This is the thing we don't know how long we were in there. Like after after they had that fight, like how long did she stay away? Was it? I mean, it was long enough to learn fucking quantum physics. Was it like three years? It could have been because when he saw her again, he was like. You know, he like was he was miserable. So, yeah. Miserable without her. I love that every morning. So once she's trapped in the loop with him and they decide, fuck it, we're just going to live our lives in here. They're like dressing in, in denim outfits, making trouble at the bar. They're riding planes there. She has like a birthday party for him uh, or I guess a happy time loop party. Millionth birthday. It's a happy millionth, happy millionth birthday, dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are having a great time. And I love 
that every time they wake up, you see they are smiling. They're falling just, in love. Oh, it made me so happy. I love happy. it. Yes. It just made yes. me so happy. Mm-hmm. And then they have sex. They have sex. So let's talk about this campfire thing. So they take mushrooms. She's trying to open up to him. And basically, I think she's trying to f- feel around and see like, she obviously is having feelings for him. Is he having feelings for her? And he's basically just like Bleh. shutting it no, down. I care about you as much as I care about the spear. Which was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it was really sad. Also, they were on mushrooms. So it's probably not a great time to have that conversation. What do you think the dinosaurs are all about? That was the one thing that I was a little bit like. They're this? both seeing. They're both seeing the same thing when they're both when they're high. Sure, I don't know. But, they, but, but I don't but know what that means. The dinosaurs are in the end. Did you see them at the end too? No. When they're in the pool and the camera pans up over the desert and to the horizon, you can see the dinosaurs in the horizon. I didn't see. No. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So what the fuck does that mean? Ah, uh, I have no idea. Uh, best Chris and I can figure there's like some there that the the that there the there's some kind of rip in the multiverse yeah. and the dinosaurs are in there and they shouldn't be there. Mm, so maybe they were both seeing the dinosaurs because they were actually there. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I've taken mushrooms and I've never seen dinosaurs. So I guess maybe if you're taking peyote, I don't know. I guess I don't know what kind of mushrooms they were taking. So also in that scene, they discussed um, actually like right after, like when she was like, you know, when you get to know someone, it it matters. Their story, like their past matters. Right. And he was like, all the, the matters is the next sip or well, the next part of the chocolate bar. I think he was comparing oh, it to a bite, chocolate. The next bite. The, Sorry. The cat yes. or Twix or whatever the hell he's eating. Yeah. Well, in a way, that's refreshing because she is weighed down by her past. Mm hmm. Which is, so I guess this is a good time to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So they, they have sex. The next morning, it seems like he's actually ready to start talking about his feelings mm-hmm. when they're driving around. She wakes up the next morning. And we find out that she slept with Abe the night before. Her who is the sister's fiance. Fiance. Yes. And did, did you p- pick up on all the clues I all did the, the second time I watched the, it. The second time? I cannot believe I watched that movie the first time and did not pick up on the sound of the shower running. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear the shower at all. Yeah. But I was very confused the first time I watched it because I was like, did something happen that was different? Because she seemed different. And we realized the second time we watched it that she gets out of bed usually before he gets out of the shower. Yeah. So she doesn't yeah. have to face him. But yeah. that time she was, she went to sleep happy yeah. with somebody she wanted to be with. Yeah. And when she woke up, she was lingering. Mm-hmm. And so he came out and that, and I think that's the thing that changed was that yeah. she had to face what she did again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a, that's a whole mess. That's a yeah. big old mess right there. Yeah. But, uh, she, so she's up. She's upset because now she realizes I'm going to be stuck reliving the worst decision of my life every, every day. day for an eternity. Yeah. And I'm never going to wake up next to the person I want to be with. Yeah. And that's when 
Roy shows up. We got to talk about Roy. We really haven't talked about Roy. I don't want to talk. I don't want to get too far ahead as Roy shows up later. But oh man, Roy, I love J.K. Simmons so much. Yeah. He is so good. What did you think about Roy, the character? Um, you were because you were talking about people that accept their fate and people that don't accept their fate. So we can kind of circle back to that now, I think. Right. So I think that Roy starts out not accepting his fate by mm-hmm. killing uh, Niles every chance he gets. Torturing him. Even. Or torturing him. Yeah. Because we and see it, him set him on fire. He waterboards him in one of those cutaways. Mm-hmm. So uh, it didn't change until Sarah killed him like injured him so that he slow slow slowly died at the hospital for him to get perspective right nothing well what uh niles says is nothing's worse than dying slowly at the icu Mm -hmm. and so roy experiences that slow painful death and that kind of changes his outlook on how he's been treating but i mean He's feels very angry at Niles and wants to make his life miserable, but only every couple of weeks or years, yeah. maybe. We don't know how often he comes by, but yeah. he's a guest at the wedding. They get fucked up on what was that stuff? Uh why is it different colors when they snort it? Yeah, it's different colors. Is it I don't know. It's not cocaine, no. I'm not sure. Look Meth? The, Maybe heroin? The, I don't know. It's not heroin. It's no, definitely coke or meth or something. I don't know. Crack? I don't know. No, it's not crack. Uh, you smoke I don't know crack. what drugs I look think, like. I don't know look, what drugs look like, Nicole. Maybe one of the kids can tell us out there. Uh, send the us a message. Uh, feminine mistake podcast at gmail.com. What drugs were Niles and what blue and yellow Roy? and pink drugs? Was that just a production design thing? Because I've never seen drugs like that. Um. Anyway, they get fucked up. And they end up outside the magical cave. And he... Jackie Simmons is like, I want to stay here forever. Well, he says marriage is a bottomless pit of despair. Yeah. At the wedding. He also says, this is the happiest night of my life. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. Well, he's very high, though. So you can't really trust what he says. But yeah, he seems like he's in a bad place in his life. Yeah. At least emotionally. Yeah. Um... That is a man who had kids way too late in his life, and it was uh, yeah, it was hard for him. <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's the only thing I can imagine is that he yeah. had too many nights where he had to. He had too many times where he had to potty train kids when he was too old to be potty training kids. Um, but anyway, the, uh, Niles leads him to the cave, and that's how he ends up in the uh, time loop, and then. Of course, every Niles now and then he shows dies up before he can get through the kit. Like, that's so sad. You like now is like collapses and is like, I took too much. I thought he just passed out. I don't know. I didn't think like he, he I didn't have a seizure or something. Oh, no. Something. I think he just passed out and couldn't get. I thought he just passed out and fell asleep and woke up like normal. I think mm. that's what happened. Um, personally, um, I think he was just too incapacitated to stop Roy from going in. Um, but yeah, so they're, uh, they're being followed by Roy in the cop car and she's very distracted. Niles is trying to have a conversation with her about what happened last night. She doesn't want to talk about it. Um, which is but- interesting because like in, at least in most films, it's usually the other way around where the yeah. woman is like, can we talk about our fe- feelings? And the man is like, uh, we just had sex. Like who cares? 
it's all right. Yeah. Well, she's very. So what I was trying to get at was that she's very weighed down by her past and what yeah. she did. And Niles has start lived his life in in a way that's it's on the next moment is only what matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he doesn't. So in a way, it's good for her because he's not going to judge her for her past, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. He doesn't. Like at no point does he ever change the way that he feels about her because when he learns that she slept with her yeah. sister's fiance, he's like, he's like, oh my gosh, I solved it. I know why she left. Right. Yeah. I, that, and also he stick. He actually sticks up for her in front of everybody at the wedding. Like he's yeah. basically like, fuck all you people. You've always felt like you were too good for her and she's actually a really good person. And yeah. so he is good for her because he's not going to judge her past, even though she scrutinizes not just what she did that night, but also the failed marriage, the relationship, she, yeah, the failed marriage she was in, the fact that her family thinks that she needs all this help and that she's never going to be good enough for anybody. Like that's what's weighing on her, and he doesn't yeah. care about any of that. So it's like kind yeah. of, you know, uh, they're they're good for each other in that way. Welcome to Plug It Up. This is the part of the show where we talk about stuff that we're doing. Uh, the, no guest today. It's just a, what did we call this? A toasty hosty? Is that what we toasty called it hosty. last time we did a twofer? Um, we've got no no guest today. Just Sarah and I just having a, a nice little chat about Palm Springs. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Um, I am working on a uh, book right now but I don't think I will publish this book I think this book was just for me what I, th- I thought you were gonna publish this book I think that this has inspired me to write a fictional book in this way in this oh. style where it's not because I think it would be I don't want all my shit like all my okay. shit out all there shit. but I think gushing. that this the shit is, just got gushing yeah and so I think I just want to practice the skill and yes. get into the habit of it and then write a fictional what if book you... of a- essays about a fictional woman's life and told in chunks but they all kind of like fit to get, sure. get, get, get. what if you do what the person who wrote 50 shades of gray did which is the 50 shades of gray person wrote a fan fiction of twilight and then changed the names and made it fictional what if you did that I've already changed the names. <laughs> it's too it's too specific. It's Your too writing close. is so good though, Sarah. Uh I, I think you should I mean you can certainly my, change some of the details, but it's so good. My my writing will be shared. I will I can write more. That's the thing about writing mm-hmm. is like you can always write more. So like this is well, just people for are really me. connecting to it. And I'm telling the reason I say that is because we have a writer's group. Sarah's been bringing in chapters. Uh, of her book that she apparently has decided she's not writing for the public, but people are connecting to it. So maybe think about that. Uh, I understand not wanting to share your personal details of your life, but uh, I think sometimes the thing that is most intimate and makes you feel most vulnerable is so is the truthful thing that other people are going to feel less alone when they Mm -hmm. read that. So that's what I'll say about that but don't you also have like a blog or something you've got a blog now do you want to plug that yeah so um it's www.sarahallisonhodges.com which is s-a-r-a-h-a-l-i-s-o-n-h-o-d-g-e-s.com yes um and 
Sarah with an H, Allison with one L. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I have a blog. I only have two blog posts right now because I'm very focused on this book that mm-hmm. no, no one will get to read. But um, sad. so I know. sad. Um, but yeah, check that out. It has uh, only two posts, but I'm trying to do one, one a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go check it out. It's yeah. a love that website is a lovely mint green color. Mint green is my favorite color. Love it. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I've got a couple things to plug here. Uh, first, I'd like to plug Critical Crop Top, our our uh, com- our production company uh, that produces this podcast, but also produces sketch comedy, uh, web series, films, and and the like. Uh, so, uh, at critical crop top, you can find out more about what we're up to. And I think we've got some cool things coming up. We're going to be releasing video of some of our sketches from our live shows. Never before seen unless you came to the show. Uh, so that is a, a, a treat for you that we're going to be releasing, uh, some of our sketch comedy on YouTube. So we have a, a, a YouTube channel critical crop top on youtube and of course you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at critical crop top uh, uh i'm still doing uh tutorial tuesdays i got one more left i'll go back to it i didn't get through there's still a lot more to go through i actually really just got through setting up your project and syncing audio and some other technical things uh, i'm taking a little break from tutorial tuesdays because like i said i think in the last episode uh, I'm currently teaching editing virtually because of the pandemic. And so uh, every week it feels like I'm doing YouTube tutorials. And so it it lost its luster for a little while there. Also, it's a little hard for me to film in here with my kids. Uh, it's hard to take Where a day. Where are kids? They are locked out of this room. That's what's going on. They're out there. I think Chris got them some modeling clay that you can mm. heat up in the oven and it'll harden. So I think that's oh. what they're doing. I know. They're, they're making art projects. Um, cool. But uh, 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 Tutorial Tuesdays will come back. But right now, the last episode that I've pre-recorded is going up on Tuesday. Uh, it is about syncing sound using a program called Pluralize. And uh, we will, I will resume Tutorial Tuesdays. It'll come back. But right now, it's kind of going to be on a break. But anyway, so there's some video t- editing tutorials there. We've got all of our web series, all of our short films. Uh, this podcast... Uh, we're, we and and the Georgia Made podcast are also on YouTube, uh, and also the video from this podcast. So right now, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, we do a vidcast now because we're recording uh, virtually on over Zoom. So if you want to see our faces, uh, that is being uploaded to YouTube. Uh, usually the podcast comes out on Wednesday. Sarah's doing a pose for you. Um, and the, uh, and the vidcast I usually put up on Friday on YouTube. So at critical crop top is where you can find that, uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then critical crop top on YouTube. Uh, we don't have a feminine mistake podcast, YouTube channel. So all the podcast stuff is on critical crop tops, YouTube channel. Uh, also, uh, please, uh, if you're so inclined, uh, you can follow us the Feminine Mistake Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, at Feminine Mistake Pod on Facebook and Instagram, and at Fem Mistake Pod on Twitter. Um, and if you like the show, if you like what you hear, uh, maybe consider leaving us a review or a rating. Uh, we'd love to hear 
from you about what you think about the show. Um, and of course, you can always message us or comment and tell us your thoughts on Palm Springs and Andy Samberg's thighs. We want to know what you think. Yes. This is an important thing that we need to know. What do you think about Andy Samberg's thighs? And why is this movie called Palm Springs? Because it's supposed- very generic. It takes place in Palm Springs, supposedly. I know, it's just very generic. It was not filmed in Palm Springs. Oh, 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 one last detail that I have to get out uh, that we didn't cover. And that is this. Did you know that that multiple endings were shot for this movie? No. And they had a screening like a screen. They invited friends and people like uh, to a screening and they screened the different endings to help them decide on which ending to pick. What are what are the different endings? I don't know. I would love I hope they release some special features one day and we get to see them. I'm gonna guess that maybe there's an ending where they didn't get out of the time loop. And maybe I would love to see an ending where they went twenty years into the future by accident. That'd be funny. Mm -hmm. Maybe the goats there died. Oh God, no. I hope that I hope not. That would be fucking awful. God, what a terrible bleak ending. I hope not. So uh that's all I that's all I got. All of the plugs. That's all the plugs that I got. Plug. So. Cool. 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 Cool.